subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Why are you subscribing to a channel called Metallurgy in the Great Depression? You hate history stuff. It's recommended for me. It says so at the top of the page. I'll definitely end up liking it. Walt, recommended for you is just marketing speak. It's just channels who've paid for ad slots or, or who the algorithm likes because they just have lots of views on their latest videos or something. There's no way you're actually going to enjoy any of this. No, no, James. It says it's recommended for me. Why would they recommend something unless they knew who I was? Google knows which videos I watch, how what long I watch them for, what ads I skip and which ones I click on, which restaurants I visit, how highly I rate them, what time I go to sleep, and when I wake up. It knows everything about me. I don't even know myself that well. If I can't trust the algorithm, who can I trust? Mm. Now, subscribe, subscribe. Oh, Walt, come on. Testing medicine on chimpanzees. You're a vegan. You hate animal testing. The algorithm, James. I don't need plants. Only blood. Your heartbeat is so loud. Let me silence it! <laughs>I'm so glad to have you back on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was alone last week and now you're killing me because yeah. you watched a YouTube video. No, I'm mostly killing you because you had the audacity to record without me. Uh, that's, I know, that's what a thing. scandal. <laughs> you have to take that up with the space commanders. I, I, I would if I was not so worried about pooping my pants. And just I did so. knew how to contact him directly. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, welcome to the Get Commanded podcast. It's the GCP brought to you by POG, Palms Off Gaming, sponsor of this podcast. We're all uniting forces to help you to have better games of Commander. I'm your host, Walt. And hello, Commander players. I am your other gracious host today, James. I put gracious in there today. Don't know why. You're, you're partic- feeling particularly gracious. Yes, yeah, I'm you feeling can be grateful, gracious, grateful for the patrons. See? Good, good I was going to go the exact same route with the word gracious. So you, good. You, you, take it away. Take it away. King of segues <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah, obviously, as we do at the start of every episode, we do like to sh- quickly shout out the best way to support the content that Walt and I make. And it's on Patreon. Uh, there's a bunch of awesome rewards, including getting a shout out at the end of every single episode. Mm-hmm. You can check all that out at patreon.com slash getcommandedpodcast and make this podcast better and better. Walt actually um, just ran me through a bunch of new upgrades for our broadcast station yeah uh, just recently, stay tuned um, exciting d- few episodes away still but there will be a very uh very very cool and exciting spending of that patreon money it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for those people who support us every month so yeah. thank you for that and um check it out if you haven't already um now we do have the little green light blinking on our desk over here so we have an incoming transmission from the deep depths of the galaxy from the space commanders it's time to get commanded. Your transmissions are very valuable to our cohort and to your human audience as well, but you cannot possibly speak on everything. What supplemental forms of content exist online for those wishing to broaden their understanding and what sorts of players will enjoy each one? Look, 
I appreciate the fact that the space commanders are aware that we're not the only people that listeners can get information from. That's true. Hopefully they end up abducting Josh Lee Kwai. Yeah, I was going to say. Get the professor they, at one point. If they can steal anybody else <laughs> yeah. and let us have just one time Just a day. Out. It's just, starting to be sunny in Melbourne. Yeah. I'd like to go outside. <laughs> Before we go outside, we have to do this transmission, though. We should go through it. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about other content creators out there and specifically, um, yeah, ones who maybe cover content that we don't cover so much or cover similar content to us. Well, yeah, I mean, because, like, we're just two people in the Commander community around the world. Yeah. And Magic is the most played trading card game Mm -hmm. and commander is the most popular way to play it and there's even so many ways to play commander in itself so like naturally two blokes in a bedroom in australia are not going to be able to (laughs) go through everything we literally could not possibly cover everything for you as much as we might like to um so yeah there will be other content out there that we can recommend to you Mm. supplemental content i think is how the space commanders described it Mm -hmm. um but they also wanted to describe and i guess this will be our slant for when we're recommending people what sorts of players will enjoy the content that we're talking about so what we might do we'll we'll, we'll divide into a few categories i reckon i think that's a good way to do because there is like a distinct group of people that do like gameplay or like information based stuff i'm with you 100 so we'll we'll go through the sort of our favorites in each of those camps and maybe for each of them we'll just briefly touch on as the space command has requested what sorts of people will enjoy that content I'm, yeah, I, I think that's a great way to go about it. Because cool. I know that our audience and the listeners that we have out there, you guys are really diverse. We have had great conversations with you about everything from CDH yeah. to color philosophy to, yeah. you know, we've we've done a pretty broad range of episodes and yeah. Walt and I ourselves watch and consume a ton of content. We're content creators ourselves. We have to know what content looks like to yeah. create it for you guys. So, yeah, hopefully you take away some of these recommendations and they fit your player description there's some really great stuff out there Um, much better than ours (laughs) (laughs) i mean some of it um (laughs) so (laughs) you gotta be honest sometimes um so let's you mentioned gameplay let's let's jump straight in with gameplay i Uh, reckon do you want to do like the king of all kings of gameplay first yeah i mean speaking of stuff that's better than our stuff they have like a whole studio at this point a whole team of people making it a crew of people um, Command Zone and specifically in gameplay, Game Nights, yeah. their premier sort of series. So if you, I mean, look, if you have been living under a rock, um, <laughs> if you don't know Game Nights, these guys produce a gameplay series that they've been running for like a good six, seven, maybe eight years now, something long, like that. Long time, yeah. And they get guests on the show and it's shot in this reality TV show style. Like they have like a... You know, like the diary room from Big Brother? Yeah, they're they sort of like cut aside. Like, yeah. You know, like it's, it's, someone will make an action in the game and then it'll be like Jimmy Wong in like the other room being like, so I'm doing this because and this I is want... really important because of these yeah. reasons, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, like, yeah, like any reality TV show basically, but it's gameplay and it's Commander. And it's at the highest level of production. Like you can't yeah. argue with these guys in terms of the content quality that they produce. Josh Lee Kwai and Murph are like... Hollywood professionals. Yeah. These guys produce it and direct the show. Yeah. These guys are doing it as professionally as they possibly can. Like, yeah. their, their, like, recent one absolutely blew me away from the Lord of the Rings one, where they, yeah. they built, like, a set where they were 
hobbits and they shot it in the same kind of style yeah. that Lord of the Rings was shot to yeah. trick you into thinking that they were little <laughs> hobbits. So cute. Amazing it content. Was so good. And shout out to, I know she's just left their team, but Lady Danger was one of the main ones mm. who was building all those sets for them. She did a really, really awesome job. Yeah. That- um, incredible incredible costumes and yeah everything about the production quality is is through the roof basically so So tweet at get commanded uh tweet get commanded (laughs) at game and zone that james and what want to be on game nights yeah we're saying get us on there (laughs) um i think in terms of who i recommend um game nights too i mean look i think everyone should watch at least a little bit and see if they like Mm. it because it is just so good i think it's best for those people who like to Timmy's basically people who enjoy the really bombastic large plays mm. and the way they affect the table because in game nights those are animated you know if someone casts a finale of devastation you bet your butt you're gonna see a dinosaur roar you know yeah. what I mean and like, like there's also you know even the toxic deluge plays there's like this putrid burst of slime yeah. and flies buzzing around everywhere it's and you like hear a dragon roar and all that kind of stuff. It feels like what you want it to look like when you're playing paper. Exactly. So if you're someone who loves those big splashy plays and loves the feeling of being a wizard, you know, of slinging mm. amazing game warping spells, Game Nights is for you. I yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And also, yeah, I would recommend at least everyone just go check out and appreciate the level of quality that they're producing. Oh yeah, watch at least one video just mm. to, just to get an understanding of how much work goes into that thing. It's amazing. Hi- highly recommend the um, Planes Chase episode with uh, the Loading Ready Run team, Graham. Oh, and, uh, yeah, because yeah. they did like some really interesting green screen stuff that wasn't actually a green screen. It was a big projection. It was really interesting how they shot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked great, big time. Um, another gameplay one that I really enjoy. This is a sort of somewhat more recent one. Um, Shuffle Up and Play. Yeah, by the Prof. Yeah, Tolarian Community College is the the YouTube channel these go up on. But he's got a specific series of gameplay content. This is not just Commander, by the way. He gets mm. people in to play Pauper, Modern, Pioneer, basically any format of Magic you've ever thought you might like to see someone play. Have they played Dan Dan yet? I, Surely they have uh, to have played Dan Dan. I, I don't think they have. I feel like if I saw it, I would have watched the video because yeah. I love that format. If, if really you have cool. never investigated Dan Dan, go and investigate it. That's your homework after yeah, this episode. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shuffle Up and Play, this is like the... it's It's got a very sort of laid back feel to it, but I would say it's sort of like almost halfway to Command Zone in terms of like... The production quality is quite high. They have a very good set. The editors are great. Yeah. There's animations. There's small animations that they do. I love the thing they do when you, they go to combat and the playmats kind of swing around into attackers and blockers. Yeah. Very simple thing, but looks really satisfying and like looks like what it feels like to go through the attackers and blockers mm. step in a game. Um, I think Shuffle Up and Play, in terms of who I recommend it for, I personally recommend it... Um, very highly for anyone who's fairly new to Magic. They do a really good job of explaining each of the cards as they play them. Yeah, I would say on that that there is one thing that I... The, the professor says that irks me just a little bit. Mm-hmm. He always says reading the card explains the card. Yes. And I take great problem with this because sometimes <laughs> cards are just confusing. I Shout mean, out to reading the card won't explain I the card. I was going to say. <laughs> um, but like that, I think new players 
get a great opportunity to because they slow gameplay down like the gameplay mm. is very slow they're long be- videos they're, long videos yeah but be- it's because they're reading every card and they're yeah. reading the rules and even explaining oh this is great because it interacts with this yeah you know? um, whereas some things are blasted by in other content whereas this is great for new players because mm-hmm. everything is explained yeah it does have as well I should explain like compared to Command Zone which is very um, polished and production-ish um, in Shuffle Up and Play you do get a bit more of the like personalities of the people mm. there especially weirdly when they play I think 1v1 formats they often spend good chunks of time just talking to people because they've often had pro players on they talk to a lot of pro players about like pro tours they've won or pro tours they've competed in or previous iterations of standard yeah. it's just like a really cool way to hang out with some really really good magic players they had Brian Kibler on a while ago and I actually found out like because I love flicking my cards as yeah. everyone knows that's played with me but Brian Kibler has a very interesting way he does it like I do it from the side mm-hmm. I flick kind of like horizontally yeah Brian Kibler can do it vertically and like flick cards from I've the back this. of his hand yeah up and out and on top and he explained why he used to do it because there was someone on the pro tour way back in the day that was like able to basically count cards and track cards in your hand <laughs> so like if you were he could even almost can like consider the fact that you had a red elemental blast or something because you were putting it to the front of your hand wow it was so brian kibler used to shuffle the hell out of his hand to throw that guy yeah. off how and funny you get like those kind of things on shuffle up and play yeah. those little insights you, you don't really get that anywhere else and you don't get those sorts of players i think on yeah. al- almost anybody else's content yeah yeah so if you're interested in like yeah the the personalities and stuff yeah check out he's now got a pretty big roster of guests so oh yeah a lot of episodes yeah. as well um, my, probably my favorite gameplay content at the moment, actually, is this next one, which is Commander at Home. Has also watched- Brian Kibler. Also Brian <laughs> yeah. Kibler. Yeah. Seamless segue once again. Um, just for the vibes itself, this for me is like closest to the feeling of actually being at a kitchen table with your friends playing magic. Like it's like mm. half of the talk that they have is about the cards and the other half is just banter and meaningless jokes. Yeah, you know? and they're generally like within the game, like yeah. they're answering about the spell they cast two turns ago, or yeah. like the the time that they were last on Commander at Home. Like yeah. Krim was on the other week, and you know um, Brian was saying like, "Oh, why do we let you back on this show, Krim?" Yeah. Like you know, it's very bantery. Like we are now playing a lot more kitchen table at your house. You're mm-hmm. like pretty much routinely inviting people <laughs> around at the moment, which I'm it's loving. Just such a fun way to play, right? And yeah. I reckon Commander at Home gives me the same vibes that we get when I'm playing on your kitchen table. Yeah, I love that about it, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's also like, yeah, I think I, I would recommend this most highly to players who love the social aspect of Commander, mm. right? Like, if the gameplay is kind of secondary to you, to the vibes and the personalities, check out Commander at Home, Yeah, I reckon. It, it feels like they're your friends as well, which yeah. is really cool. 100%. And in a similar vein, actually, it's also, there's a bit of crossover here. So Commander at Home is is um, Brian Kibler and Olivia Gobert-Hicks, who mm-hmm. are dating, but also live together, etc. Um, Edie Hijinks, E-D-H, I-Jinks, however you want to say it, um, is uh, <laughs> hilarious, uh, is also Olivia Gobert-Hicks, but this one is with um, Ailey. Uh, Ailey Loney, I want to say. That's probably wrong. Mm. Um, anyway, the, the two of them run ED Hijinks. And this is a, like, a similar sort of vibe to Commander at Home. They play over spell table, right? All, only spell yeah. table games, which does mean that you get a, a much better opportunity to see people from overseas. They're pretty good at playing mm. with, like, people from Europe and people... They played with um, Quintessential Commander before. 
Not heard of them, no. Yeah, I think they're based. I think they're based in Singapore. I could be wrong about that, but they have like really funny content that they make. They've got like a regular pod, and they just like film content, kind of like Spike Feeders. They oh, just yeah, like yeah. have their pod of people that they like playing with. They just film. They play together. They have banter, whatever. Like mm. that's that's the whole thing. I genuinely feel I've been watching Edie Hijinks because I think that that's what Get Commanded could potentially do. Yeah, I think that we could follow in Edie Hijinks' footsteps a little bit. Yeah, I really really like their vibe. Again, yeah. recommend it like the same group of people that you recommended for Commander at Home to mm. Edie Hijinks. The people yeah. that love the social aspect of Commander and like seeing friends hang out and yeah, the vibes are primary to the supplementary of the game of commander that yeah, yeah i would agree similar yeah. similar kind of person definitely who would enjoy that what else do you reckon in terms of gameplay content well i mean like we, we've spoken about the king uh of content mm-hmm. of gameplay they actually have the extra content which is called extra turns so oh, yeah, the game they- nights um have like another series that run called extra turns and it's basically yeah. like a really reduced version of game nights yeah they take out all the wild animations mm-hmm. all the cut scenes to the uh you know post-game interviews yeah all of that kind of stuff is cut out and it just focuses on the game mm-hmm. and it's generally a little bit higher powered and yeah in my opinion more true to how that group of command zone players would play commander yeah especially if you listen to command zones podcast you can go okay well you're talking about you know this is great with this suite of cards and you're like those cards are like a hundred dollars each yeah but every time you're on game nights you're playing the pre-cons i mean you Mm. know why they're sponsored by wizards of the coast they're doing it to promote the new set I understand that. It's for that casual audience of new players and stuff. But yeah, I I agree with you. I think Extra Turns caters more specifically to maybe their more established listeners, Mm. which is people who've played Commander for a long time, who probably more so want to see what does Josh's best deck look like? What does Jimmy Wong's best deck look like? Yeah, well, like I've seen, like, you know, there was a Game Nights episode ages ago that I loved, and Josh was piloting his Athreos... Um, yeah. Shadowborn Apostle deck. We played recently in the live game nights yes. as well. Yeah. yeah, and like that deck is a combo-tastic, high-powered, it's unapologetically sweet. trying to win as quickly and efficiently as possible. Really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but never would see it on a new episode of Game Nights just because of the direction they're going. So if mm. you're like... If you even just like Josh, Jimmy, Rachel, Murph, and the Command Zone crew, mm-hmm. and you're really wanting to hang out with them, but you find game nights a little bit... Overproduced. Dumbed or... down, even. Yeah. Like, if you're an experienced Commander player and want to hang out with them, watch Extra Turns. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They also have been really good with, like, having a sort of pretty wide array of guests on Extra Turns mm. lately. Like, they sort of will feature people who they may not necessarily feature on game nights for a variety of reasons, or maybe they're just not quite that big enough yet. They sort yep. of take their, take a chance, I guess, on people who are a bit smaller for Extra yep. Turns, which I appreciate as well. It's like a good way to meet more people out there. Maybe we can get on Extra Turns. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, to clarify, we're getting you to at Command Zone on Twitter. You're, you're telling them, hey, get um, Walton James on Game Nights. Yep. But if that's not feasible, just extra turns. Extra turns is fine. They're okay <laughs> with that. Like <laughs> They'll settle for they'll it. They'll settle for it. Yeah, we're really like settling down here. You know. <laughs> for a low fee. Oh, no. <laughs> a guy's cradle. Yes. <laughs> Um, yes. No. Who else in terms of the gameplay space are you watching at the moment? I, I 
I actually don't watch these guys very much, but I would say I want to give at least one recommendation for people who just want really high-powered content. Not CDH, but mm. high-powered content, because the extra turns are a bit that way. Um, Tailtop Jocks. Oh, this, this is, is with... Um, Joe Johnson. Yeah. yeah AKA um, Black Nido. Black Nido. He, he always introduces yeah. himself. Joe Johnson, AKA Black Nido. Yeah. Um, this is super high-powered content. They pretty much always play that sort of like you know, just below CDH, like they're playing crypts, they're playing fast mana, they're playing rustic studies, they're playing like all the really, really strong cards in our format, but they're not in CDH. You know, yeah. that, that high powered tier. It's not a meta deck. No. Yeah. It's trying to do a big powerful thing, but it's not trying to do it as efficiently and as cleanly and as protected as a CDH deck is no. doing it. It's no. like a Timmy just gets unlimited budget really that's totally <laughs> yeah. how i would describe it because yeah. you won't see many combos mm. you, you, they do happen but mostly it's just people who want to play the vibe of battle cruiser but with the absolute best cards in the format you know what i mean i actually there's like a lot of people within my play group that i would just recommend tabletop jocks and content like yeah um extra turns yeah too because th- there's this culture within my play group at the moment where like you know Playing lower powered casual decks is just not fun and is interactive because everyone knows the most objectively correct play to make. Right. Whereas once you add this like power jump, you get this nuance to the game where threat assessment's a little more challenging. Mm. Um, Even interaction is a little bit harder to pull off. Yeah. Um, And I think that seeing that as content on YouTube allows you to A, see it in action and see where the power level is at. Yeah. And construct decks that kind of fit that power level. Yeah. And fit the playgroup. So if you're even if you're finding your playgroup are getting a little bit higher powered, but not CDH level, yeah. just doing the Timmy thing of being like, oh my god, if I ramp out Gishath on turn three, yeah. it's gonna be nuts. Um, <laughs> like if you're if you're wanting to do that, Gishath is not CDH playable. No. But it is a fun, powerful commander that yeah. if you can play with it well, it's strong. Watch these guys and tinker with your decks or even build a deck that they have built and see if you like that style. For sure. Yeah. I, I think equally, like, it's worth checking it out at least because for me, and this is part of the reason I don't watch much tabletop jocks, I actually don't enjoy... Like, when I watch games that are about that power level, they feel a little bit like whoever just finds the best cards wins. Like, yeah, I see I, that. It depends a whole lot on the game, obviously. You but do like a lot of like lower powered casual commander, though. I'd, yeah, I I don't know. It's just it's something about like like I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to even describe in words. But I get what you're saying. As it, as someone that knows yeah, your play, I get what you're saying. It, it's sort of like about. I think to compare it specifically with tabletop jocks, I like when interactions feel like they matter. Mm. And sometimes with tabletop jocks, when someone just has that explosive start, and this is also broader. T- statement for high-powered content. Mm-hmm. But someone just has that explosive start. If people aren't also playing the super high-powered interaction, because sometimes people just play the high-powered yeah. ramp pieces and the high-powered tutors and stuff, but no one's running interaction, it's sort of like, okay, so we're just in a race then. So whoever, who, who, whoever races to the win con fastest wins. Everyone plays solitaire. Whoever can play solitaire the quickest wins yeah. the game. And look, this is a... a, a Problem that comes up a lot in every level of Commander. People going, run more interaction, run more interaction, etc. And Mm -hmm. it is a problem. But I think I find, especially with some of the... Around this power level, you get people who want to just pop off all the time, but don't want to stop anyone else from popping off. (laughs) And it's like, you're creating a particular sort of game that, me personally, I'm not interested in. Why would I take out Golta for a, you know, Force of Vigor? Why would I do that? (laughs) Why would I ever do that? It's a (laughs) 12-12 trample, and this is something that evokes and dies? I'm not doing that. Free interaction to remove someone's... (laughs) 
Nah. Yeah. Run interaction, people. Run interaction. <laughs> I, I should say, just as like a little disclaimer as well for tabletop jocks, they are definitely have a much more adult sense of humor on there, especially mm. compared to some of the other content we've spoken about. So, um, yeah, just keep that in mind. If you're someone who likes that, 100% check them out because they have some. They, they are funny, for sure. Yep. But, yeah, just be wary if you're not someone who gravitates towards that sort of stuff. 15 plus. Yeah, 15 plus. That'd be yeah. the way to go. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, now, the next category I want to talk about um, just because I always love talking about this, is budget. Oh, shocking <laughs> that you want to talk about people that make budget content. Look, if if I wasn't here, this podcast would just be called Walt and his budget cards <laughs> that he thinks people should play. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, no, so budget content. So there's a bunch of people out there who make budget content. Um, to be honest, I actually am not so in touch with this sphere so much anymore because I have my own ways of getting in touch with budget stuff. You become a master of your own. <laughs> <laughs> I like domain. to wish, I like to wish I had, but um, yeah, there's there's definitely some stuff out there that helped me to get better at this um, coming up. Well, like I remember you watching Commander's Quarters quite a lot. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. one. Um, I must admit, I unsubscribed from Commander's Quarters about a year ago. I have as well because I found look, he still makes the same content he used to make, and it's still about as good as it was, which is deck text for cheap decks. He still makes them. He's still very good at them. Mm. But a lot of his other videos, and I just fully don't recommend any of these other videos are just opinion pieces where he sort of like whines and moans about the state of the format and wizards of the coast and it's just it's just not good content it's just it makes you depressed yeah. and it makes you angry and it's just not helpful it's not helpful content i guess me. this is our hot take on content creators at the moment like yeah. walt and i are generally two very like positive happy go lucky people generally in life. Yeah. And sometimes when we're faced with someone that just does nothing but criticize something that they enjoy. Yeah. Like, why are you beating the thing that gives you enjoyment? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense to no. me. I think that Mitch from Commander's Quarters in, yeah, in the last two years has really gone down that, you know, he has the clickbaity thumbnails of like, Big why time. would wizards do this kind yeah. of thing? Wizards like, stuffed up. Yeah. yeah. Like, Okay, sure, they put out something that might damage the format, but, like, no one's talking about this in three days. No. Genuinely, in three days' time, this is nothing... No one will talk about this again. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a broader thing on content, probably, right? Yeah. Like, we've had some very long conversations ourselves about what kind of content we want to make because we're aware there's this just vast array of, to us reasonably unhelpful content out there of people criticizing stuff, mm. um, people giving like very, very um, bare bones, you know, pre-con upgrades. There's a reason that our pre-con upgrade guide is a guide to upgrading any pre-con. Yeah. Because we know there's a, a pre-con upgrade guide for every pre-con that's ever existed out there on YouTube. We don't want to make that stuff because we don't think it's useful to you at all. Yeah, and also like it, the reason why we're, you know, even taking this command from the space command is because... The content already exists. Go look at that yeah. content. If, if, if you actually genuinely want to be up to date, like I will say Commander's Quarters kept me very up to date on cards that were being spoiled. Yeah. And secret lairs that were coming out because he posts like every day and he's got to talk about something every day. Yeah. So you stay up to date. So if you're someone who just wants one destination and you're interested in, in comparing people's opinions on stuff, by all means, check it out. But yes, for me and James, not so interested in that kind of content. But mm. I will say... 
he still makes very good budget content. He's got a really good understanding of what cards are currently cheap as yeah. well, which is really good. Like when he brews a deck, he's not just brewing like the the typical twenty five cent cards that we all know about, like rampant growth. He's actually aware of like, oh, Commander Masters just brought down the price of Mangara the Diplomat. So if we're yeah, that was a, life, a huge price drop, massive. It was like fifteen to twenty bucks. It's like a dollar fifty now. Ridiculous. Um, so yeah, if he's building a life gain deck today, you can expect him to include Mangara. Like he's aware of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in brewing on a budget, I would recommend Commander's Quarters. I would probably slightly higher recommend, actually, um, the Nitpicking Nerds. Oh, yeah. Specifically, For they have this series content. called Budget Bombs. Um, I haven't seen this one. You haven't seen it. So no. they release it every... I think it's like every fortnight. Maybe it's not like a scheduled-in thing. They just seem to pop up every now and then. Maybe it's once a month, actually. That, that could be right. But they basically just... They talk about cards that are cheap right now, and they basically talk at length. They feature only 10 to 12 cards, but they're like, this is how good this card is. This is what kind of deck you should play this yeah. card in, and this is why you should grab this card right now, basically. Again, yeah, sweet. they're not talking about cards that are just like cheap all the time, like Rampant Growth or whatever. They're being like, hey, this card just got reprinted into the ground. It's really strong. We've played it in our decks. Pick one up. It'll, yeah, it nice. won't let you down. Yeah, yeah. I like I like people that respect budget as part of the ability. Like the people that do budget well have the ability to recognize when something's at a low point. Yeah, like, you know, even even in your thrifty interludes and thrifty Thursdays blog posts, some of those cards that you featured on thrifty Thursdays months ago have crept up slowly, mm. slowly in price just because people are like stopping sleeping on them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's it's reasons. All me, actually. I think, yeah, you're, you're, this microphone is sending a signal out to everyone <laughs> in the world right now. Everyone that plays commander listens to us. And everyone that appreciates those cards just buys them. And then Card Kingdom is like, oh, Walt's put out another poster deck. <laughs> He's foiled our plans for the last time. <laughs> Sorry, I fully derailed what you were talking about. <laughs> but no, it, it's good that people yeah. um, understand what stuff's cheap and, and that's cheap now. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that there is like actual, like, you know, we've said multiple times, specifically around like burnout. Like, don't mm. burn yourself out trying to keep up to date with spoiler season and stuff like that. Yeah. But there are great content creators that do all of that research for you yeah. and produce stuff like this Budget Bombs thing. I'm going to check it out because mm. they seem... I mean, they make... Nitpicking Nerds make a ton of content. They make um, daily content. Daily yeah. Commander content specifically, yeah. That's insane. Well, like, the amount of research that they do and the amount of time that they dedicate it to this game is more time than I have to look at spoilers. Yeah. They can do that research for me and go, hey, top 10 cards, go check these out. Yeah. They're like... 50 cents. Take take some of the pressure off you, yeah. 100%. I, I um, will say not quite as um, declaratively as with Commander's Quarters that I don't like the rest of their content, but I find the rest of the Nicky Nerds content to be just okay. They have some series that are quite good. Um, I actually quite like their gameplay content, but apart from Budget Bombs, they're not really a channel I gravitate towards a lot. So I can't personally recommend them super highly. I think it's just the thing of like, once you're making daily content, you're just having to poop stuff out yeah. at like a ridiculous rate, right? And also it's like, I, I worry that sometimes it waters down the quality of the content just naturally right you have to post it every day you can't be posting the absolute best content every day because we're not Casey Neistat um (laughs) fair enough you know (laughs) I feel I there is a little bit of irony here of us being like "Mm, let's critique content creators you know what the best budget content is I would recommend our episode (laughs) budget boy uh that's like 
ages old episode now, right? Episode 7 of our podcast. Jesus, that is really old. I, I will say that a lot of my opinions that I expressed in that episode about how to build on a budget and that kind of thing are still true. Yeah. Pro- I'll, it's probably a, a topic I'll revisit in the near future, I think. For a, well, I'm hoping the Space Commanders will let me revisit in the near future. Because we don't decide. No. None of this is scripted. No. No. <laughs> No, no, no research has been done. <laughs> we just walk in and get abducted. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do recommend Budget Boy. Actually, it was a good episode. Um, and yeah, if you if you go back and listen to it and you really love it, let us know because I I think it'd be a good one to revisit. For sure. I think so. Now, um, in speaking of how funny we are, it's an awful segue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> funny content, James. What, yeah. what, what do you recommend as like content creators who make amusing? Magic content. See, I feel like the, the we now have to like switch um, like mediums. A lot of the stuff that we've recommended has been on YouTube. Yeah, and like some like these guys are funny in their own right. Like you know, when you watch a game nights episode, you'll giggle. Gameplay content is funny. Yeah, but on TikTok at the moment, there are some hilarious creators that are making like two minute blitz videos not even like sometimes 30 second videos of Mm -hmm. just skits for magic the gathering and commander based stuff one of the ones that i've followed and basically browsed his page at length is maldhound or maldhound he's he's very funny he's so quick-witted he never says ums or ahs and it just comes across brilliantly he's like as a a writer who has an ongoing uh magic comedy based series he is an extraordinarily good writer of jokes. Like, ha- as someone yeah. who just recognises... I recognise a master when I see one. I think I'm reasonably good at writing pretty funny content. Um, I'm not a master. I think Mol- I seriously think Moldhound's ability to, like... He crafts he, jokes really well. There's, there's a really underrated aspect of writing a joke, and I think I've maybe mentioned this to you once or twice before, but the the best joke st- is structured in such a way where it's not clear what the punchline is until, like, the last word or two yeah. of the sentence. So, and Moldhound is a master of this. Go and watch some of his content and pay attention to the fact that he will start a sentence and you kind of think you know where it's going, and then he ends in a place you don't expect, and that's the ha-ha yeah, moment, Yeah, it's, it's you know? the, you know, set up, uh, you know, juxtaposition or, like, the flip, and that's the punchline. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the classic structure of a joke. Yeah. The series that I'm in love with on his TikTok feed is his roasts of Commanders. So good. He basically just takes... People comment on the videos that he does, yeah. being like, roast my Commander. Yeah, I'm roast playing, Yeah, or, like, I'm playing Niv-Mizzet Perun. Roast yeah. me. And he'll get on, and he'll be like, anyone that plays Niv-Mizzet Perun either wasn't loved as a child, or, like, yeah. you know, and he'll just, like, absolutely kick you when you're down yeah. on your commander i've seen some really interesting roasts i saw one on um tiam the other the other day oh, the one the... that like pay three and remove three counters from something mill yeah. three and return a three drop from graveyard to battlefield green black white classic green black white thing yeah, yeah it's like you know you wanted to play abzan and this is what you came to <laughs> real original bro <laughs> like yeah. I just really, really like him. He's, He's just really funny. Good. I always will stop on my TikTok doom scrolling to watch his videos. I also super highly recommend um, his Shuffle Up and Play to come full circle. He was on Shuffle Up and Play. Oh, really? Playing Treasure Cruise, the format that we then oh, in our community yes, we featured. we did run that. He brought a Treasure Cruise deck that he had built to the table. That's and they so played cool. Treasure Cruise is a variant of Commander 
where you similar um, to plane chase. If you've ever played cha- plane chase, very it's similar, similar vibe to plane chase. There's like a shared deck in the middle. Yes, and you can roll to draw a card from the deck, and the deck is like eighty percent um, useful artifacts and like twenty percent. Um, curses and if you reveal a curse it goes on you as a player and if you reveal an artifact you just get it for free yeah Um, you get the opportunity to get a trinket but oh no this trinket's bad yeah he he talks about like oh I'm gonna roll the dice and dig for treasure you know like are you gonna find treasure or are you gonna find a curse yeah Um, very funny episode of shuffle up and play for a variety of reasons but he's also a big part of it he is just a very funny content creator absolutely Um, I super like uh, the Asian Avenger on oh, Twitch Krim um, I've watched his Twitch stream a few times he streams a lot of standard specifically mm-hmm. um, but he's just hilarious he's just like he's very um, he's very like like he, he'll get under your skin against his opponents like he, he loves spamming good game good game good yeah, game yeah 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 <laughs> you know, he, he'll spam the um, the Khan floating in the water emo- emote relaxing like, yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> so funny he always plays like control like Grixis control decks just like counter spells everything until they concede and then he's just like laughing like <laughs> laughing his head off at the fact that he made someone concede this and deck doesn't have a win con it's just counter yeah, spells it's hysterical honestly. I do feel like there's a group of really great streamers like I know Voxy streams as well yeah Voxy's um, really good fun and she streams a lot of limited if you're interested in limited yeah good vibes. it's actually a good one to watch if you're like you know you, your game store has a you know upcoming draft of fnm draft of mm. that thing and you're like i actually haven't done any research of this set yeah watch voxy she's really good at explaining like the archetypes in a set yeah and she just she makes really good decks she wins a lot of like limited events because she's just like played a lot of it she loves mm. it and is very good at it. And it's very funny as well. I occasionally get a win on Limited. Occasionally. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's a different format. Um, I would like to just make one final shout out in the funny category here. Mm. Um, I've not listened to almost any of the content that these guys make. But we've had multiple listeners who are not people we know. Like people from overseas or whatever who found our content. And when we talk to them about like, oh, what do you guys like about us? They're always like, you remind us of the Legendary Creature Podcast. It's popped up multiple times now for me when I've been like, hey, how'd you hear about us? I've had a few people say that, yeah, you remind me of Legendary Creature Podcast. Yeah, right? It's wild. I actually haven't done any research into these guys at all. I've listened to them before. They're a couple American guys and they're just like very bantery. They're just like a bit silly, bit goofy... And they like teach you stuff, but in a kind of bantery way. And I'm like, okay, I I get it. Like that's sort of the American MO. James and Walls. Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, they've been okay. around for ages. I I for some reason thought they were really new because I just hadn't heard of them. They've been around for like six or seven years now. Hmm. Um, and I've listened to a couple of their, their episodes. They're pretty funny. So yeah, if if the reason you like listening to me and James is because of the banter and the goofiness, <laughs> I reckon you probably would like Legendary Creature Podcast. It's all staged. Walt and I don't actually like each other. <laughs> no. It's it's all scripted. Everything you're hearing right now, our entire <laughs> friendship of like, how long have we been friends? Um, 78 months. Seems wildly accurate. I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> James isn't even here. No, I'm... James is in a different room. This is a dream that Walt's having. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I can record my dreams. This is amazing. <laughs> I um, get patrons from it. <laughs> let's have a thrifty interlude. A thrifty interlude. <laughs> um, right, let's take a break. Got lots of to cover. Loads, loads more recommendations for you, uh, for content creators out there. Maybe we'll go more into like learning stuff in the second half. Yeah, about- there's a lot of content creators that are like, 
more us that are trying to get you to have better games of Commander or teach you things. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. go into some of that in the in the second half. So before that, we're going to hear a little something about a thrifty card. And as is tradition, I will be performing a monologue. And this week, the card is brought to life in monologue form from the perspective of someone in the card art. Mm. Uh, James, would you like to read the card I'll be featuring this week? I'm assuming it is the, the druid in the art, right? Is it? It is. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, the druid that you're about to hear is Leafkin Druid. For one and a green, you'll get a creature elemental druid. It's a zero three, and it can tap to add green, or if you control four or more creatures, it adds green green instead. I can kill you all! I have this deer! See her standing behind my shoulder? Her name is Winifred, and she's killed 14 men with her bare hands! Or bare hooves, or, or bare whatever bloody deers have on the end of their legs! Not just that, I, I have a wolf! No, uh, two wolves! <laughs> they wash my back and, and bite people's heels off their shoes! They get all embarrassed about that. Yeah. Don't mess with them! And, and I've got a cat! I think it's a cat. I don't really know. It looks a bit like a beaver or maybe a raccoon or even a very old man with a hairy face. But he'll get you. He'll, he'll get you in the head and rip your eyebrows off and play with them. He's crazy. So, you know, collectively, we're, we're pretty good. Bad. Uh, bad. We're, we're bad. So bad we'll kill you. Well, no, mostly them. I just frown at the front like this and tell everyone about them and try not to get killed myself. That's most of it. These guys are bloody wild, picking weird fights. Like with you! Get budget in, 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 budget Oh my god. What? <laughs> that is not what I thought Leaf Druid would sound like. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Like, Leaf Druid's got all these. Horrific monsters that are behind him, behind him, getting him, getting the killing, doing the stuff, and he just kind of sits there, there and gives you some mana, helping out. Oh my god! Anyway, you can. Um, <laughs> if you a... enjoyed that, you can see uh, my bizarre Thrifty Thursdays posts uh, every Thursday in the Greensboro Commander Community Discord server in the Thrifty Thursdays channel, and you can also see us bring some of this to life in video form over on TikTok at Get Commanded. Um. Cool. So back to the the mm. other content, the stuff that's not me doing strange voices. Well, we we said that there are podcasts like us just before that interlude, but there's there's no one else that's doing that. No, there's no one else that's doing that. But we did say that there were podcasts like us and content creators out there that are trying to like give information and and yeah. grow people's learning. So like, so there's still a whole learning segment. So category of learning. People who are trying to teach you stuff. And um, I would like to start. I think. With talking about a a very very important um, part of what makes Commander basically the format that it is today, mm-hmm. uh, and that's um, Sheldon Menery, who unfortunately has passed away as of um, a couple of weeks ago at the time of recording this um, episode. 
Um, so he famously is sort of the godfather of Commander. Mm. Um, he was the guy along with a couple of others who um, started playing Elder Dragon Highlander, as it was called, um, way back when, before it was an officially sanctioned yeah. format. He was a judge at the time yep. and just wanted a cool, challenging thing for judges to do mm-hmm. between rounds and stuff like that at GPs. Yep. And, um, of course, founded the Commander Rules Committee, which is part yep. of what uh, what made it an official format and was on that rules committee um until um well basically yeah his, his death a couple of weeks ago um sheldon was a, a a really really incredible guy i i we've obviously never met him before but mm. i've um read some really um heartfelt messages from other people who had met him and had yep. interacted with him um he was a guy who cared so deeply about the format that we play um and the people playing it he really i think gave such he gave to me such a strong impression of someone who wanted you to have a fun time playing Commander. Yeah. And that was his number one priority. I feel like we, and I say we as a collective, every Commander player to ever exist, owe a great debt to Sheldon yeah. for what he's given us. Like, just from a personal level, like, Walt and I, you know, met in, like, just pre-COVID lockdowns and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Commander gave us something to keep us sane in yeah. the most lockdown city in the world. And that is because of Sheldon. We yeah. are making this podcast about a format of command of magic that we love so much. And we have basically our entire life built around at this mm. point. Like, a lot of our life is around, you know researching cards or building a commander deck and scheduling time to hang out with friends, Mm. which by the way, as an adult, I genuinely think is so rare. Like so many of my friends that don't play commander or play magic are baffled by how often I'm hanging out with friends in person um, and not at a bar or not going out to dinner or something like that. It's Mm. like an activity and a shared hobby. And I think there is no way that magic could have got to that point if Commander didn't come around and Sheldon yep. didn't introduce us to this format because yeah. 1v1 magic is a tournament level thing. People obviously got together and practiced and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but Commander is something special and he had such a vision for this format and it's I I wish that he could see the next five years because I can see it only is going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And look, uh, uh, we're bringing this up in the learning section because um, Sheldon has a lot of really outstanding articles on Star City Games with his updates from mm. the Rules Committee about cards that they were looking at and and um, the sorts of things that, that they consider when they're looking at bans and unbans and yep. the format and the health of the format and all this kind of stuff. He's also appeared as a guest on a lot of different podcasts and stuff like yeah. that where he has provided some really interesting insights into why cards are banned and also like why the format is structured the way it is and why infect is only 10 even in commander yeah yeah. he he was a really really um clever guy with a lot of really interesting thoughts about our format and Mm. i highly recommend reading them on star city games i'm on the commander rules committee website yep there's a number of articles with explanations of different things a lot of those are penned by his hand um yeah yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Sheldon. Um, the format is in very safe hands and it's basically because of you. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, people like Jim from the Spike Feeders and Olivia Gobert-Hicks, these are the recent elevations to the Commander Rules Committee. 
Um, those people will look after the format and yeah, it's Sheldon's done all the work he possibly could. So yeah. thank you, Sheldon. Just paying our respects from Get Commanded. Yeah. You've done such incredible stuff for us. Yeah. And we've learned a lot from you. Um, and continuing with the theme of learning and we mentioned Jim from the Spike Feeders just mm-hmm. now. Um, the Spike Feeders. Yeah. Make, great channel. <laughs> yeah. Really, really good, um, high powered content. We didn't mention them in gameplay before because... To me, they're a bit more than just gameplay content. They also have um, mm. a really great series called Spike on the Mic, which is like very short sort of podcast style episodes, kind of more like opinion pieces, like single single person podcasts. Yep. Um, Jim, I think, has a really, really outstanding view on the format and what makes it so good. He builds really, really cool decks specifically. Um, yeah, I've learned a lot from watching the Spike Feeder, specifically about that sort of more high-powered part of our format. Not strictly CEDH, but just the sort of top, you know, 30 to 40% of our format. Yeah. They they are really specialists in that area, and I, I've learned so much from I also them. think that something the Spike Feeders do really well is the explaining of the different opinions of the, like, the controversial stuff in the format. Yeah. I think they touch on, like, you know, they talk about Dockside and if it should be banned. Yeah. They, they touch on these topics that... Some content creators are like, I don't want to touch that because half of my listeners will have one opinion and half of my listeners will have another opinion. Yeah. I don't want to touch that. It's too controversial. I'm going to back out. Mm-hmm. I actually really appreciate how specifically Jim and unlike Jim on Twitter and all that kind of stuff does share his opinion quite openly and yeah. proudly. I appreciate that controversial opinions are spoken about with yeah. the Spike Feeders. He's got a really level head. He's yeah. very good at seeing people's perspectives and then offering his own in a mm. respectful and like interesting way. You learn yeah. a lot from him just by being near him, basically. So 100%. yeah, shout out Spike Feeders. Uh, next, I would probably say in the learning category, this is a little bit more... Mm, it's there's a lot of history and culture that is in this channel i love it i have officially nearly i think i've got like four videos left on this entire channel to watch wow uh it's ristic studies oh yeah sam from ristic studies these are just like if you are like one of the kids that used to watch video essays back in the day when they were really popular on youtube sam is keeping up to date with this video essay thing but it is exclusively on magic and it's mainly about the flavor or the art or the history even the history or the the cultural context of certain cards sets Mm. competitions the thing that i loved about sam was learning about all of the like pro tour stuff from way before i started playing like he says like you know it's the summer of 2005 yeah this card has just been printed will it warp type 2 form you know like I love um his Tamagoyf one for that yes. it's a really good deep dive on the yeah. summer of the gag yeah oh that's the that <laughs> more recent yeah. one right yeah. yeah um I yeah I basically can't speak highly enough of Ristic Studies it's yeah I, I think honestly like some of his videos uh, for me, cross the boundary of video essays and enter a, a territory that's closer to, to poetry. Like, oh my god! He, the, like he appeared on an episode of Game Nights, and I think it was the Dominaria um, United episode, like yeah. the one where that set was released. And they like they did the typical Game Nights of Josh Lekai. He goes like, "How's it, Josh Lekai? Welcome to another episode of Game Nights. Today mm-hmm. we have Sam from Ristic Studies, and we're going to Dominaria." And then it cuts, and the, I think they genuinely just said, "All right, Sam." do your thing over Dominaria and talk about the relevance of the plane. Right. And he did this little segment on their show and it was beautiful. He was talking about like, you know, Dominaria is the home, the center point of the multiverse for the yeah. magic universe. It's it's where most of us started playing characters, beloved places, locations, them, themes and, and lore and all this kind of stuff. And then it cuts back to Jimmy and he's like, 
wow, that was really deep, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you get this, like, sense that he has such, like, a profound understanding of the game in a piece of media rather than a game. Yeah. It's like a media and a storytelling vessel rather than a, yeah, game. He's, to me, like, sort of personifies a category of, of magic content where I sort of, like, I sort of think of these people and I'm like, we're lucky we have them. Like, to me, Sam mm. is someone who has an extraordinarily impressive ability to write, to um, to craft arguments, to understand history, to research, to create video content. And we are so fortunate that he's decided that magic is the place to do that because oh, yeah, he could sure. do literally anything else and they, that content would be that amazing. He could be on, like, National Geographic doing documentaries on the Roman Empire. They would look cheap compared to him, honestly. Yes, like, honestly. That's the quality of content he makes. If, if Honestly, if you don't check out anyone else from this episode, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, check out... Rhystic Studies. I, my top favorite videos from him, if you want to do it, I would say Understanding Sagas. That's a great video. Yeah. He talks yeah. about the, the artistic design of the card yeah. and how sagas work thematically and how the artwork can tell a sequence of stories. Mm-hmm. I would also recommend Red Deck Wins. That's a good one. Uh, I would recommend the Tarmogoyf and the Hogak episodes. I'm, I still haven't watched Hogak, but Tarmogoyf was a great one as well. Yeah, the Hogak one is really interesting. It talks about how Modern Horizons as a set was meant to push the boundaries of modern. Mm-hmm. And Hogak was this seemingly wacky card for Commander. And then people were like, but what if? Yeah. And then they just broke the format wide open. There were mm-hmm. people like behind Reed Duke and that who are commentating holding up signs in the background saying please ban Hogak wow it, like if you are interested in like pro tour history mm-hmm. watch those episodes they're yeah. my top picks from his channel I would recommend I agree on all of those I haven't seen Hogak obviously but I like all those other mm. episodes you just talked about I super highly recommend the Rancor video oh, it's one yeah. of his oldest but it's basically it doesn't look like it's going to be about it but it's actually about flavor text yeah, and really the history cool. of flavor text on magic cards and the type and how they get written and the focus of them it's really really cool and ra- I think it's got I don't know if it's called Rancor or if Rancor's the thumbnail, but it's like... It's definitely the thumbnail. Scroll way down. It's yeah. one of his o- older ones, but it's a really, really good video. Do you want to know a little bit of cool stuff from uh, my personal connection to Rhystic Studies? No. Um, Sam was the person to preview Tornos as his apprentice. Oh, no way! And he did it in a really cool way that resonated strongly with me, and he did it as a song. He built a loop kind of sequence of Tornos because he's copying these triggered abilities from artifacts. Wow. And he made like a loop thing. He's also a musician. Yeah. I love this guy. The guy I want to meet everything. Him. <laughs> he's so cool. I'd love to meet him. I'd love to... I want to get some of that merch. I don't know if you've seen the shirts that he yeah. does. They look... It's a really cool logo that he has. I think I might sign up to the Patreon. Yeah. Quite honestly, possibly. do it. Um, my next recommendation is actually a piece of content that doesn't exist anymore, but I think the back catalog is so strong and I specifically want to call it out because a lot of the opinions shared on this particular podcast inspired some of our earliest episodes and I... I look back on them really fondly. Commander Sphere. Yeah. So this was the podcast that Rachel Weeks hosted before she became part of Command Zone. So she hosted it with um, Dan Sheehan. Mm-hmm. The two of them did... It was much more of a comedy focus. The two of them are both comedians. 
Um, they're they, goofballs. They they're absolute goofballs. They are hilarious. But they have some really cool thoughts on casual magic, which you probably now, some of you might be more aware of because Rachel Weeks has shared a lot of those on Command Zone. And I mm-hmm. think that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, super highly recommend all of their back catalogue. They've got some really hilarious ones. Um, Will It Juice, I think, is one of my favourite ones. They go through um, different... Will It Juice. <laughs> different creature types and uh, describe what they think the juice made from that creature would taste like. Oh my god. (laughs) It's horrible and hilarious and I love it. I will shout out their, um, the colour pairing, um, discussion episodes. Because that, that inspired quite a lot of the colour philosophy episodes that we do on this podcast. 100%. And I, I would be remiss to not mention the fact that, um, now that Rachel Weeks has departed, Dan Sheen has a new project that he's going to be... does, yeah. First episode is not yet out at the time of recording. It might be by the time it comes out for all of you. Um, it's called Pie Break. He's going to be taking a look at something, um, any piece of content or thing in the world that is not magic, and then discussing with a guest what color identity they would assign to it. So basically every week he'll bring on a different guest. The mm-hmm. guest will be sort of a specialist in this particular thing. Like maybe it'll be like Formula One, you know, will be the yeah. thing. He'll bring on a fr- someone he knows who is like a huge Formula One aficionado. They'll talk about it for a while and then they'll assign it a color uh, pairing or that's really cool pairing. i love that yeah as someone that yeah is obsessed with the color philosophy yeah. i'm really excited for this to come out it'll be really cool so that's yeah. pie break um and you can follow dan sheehan on twitter to stay up to date on that but sure. um yeah that'll be really cool but yeah commander sphere super highly recommend for learning more about our game you know someone in a similar bracket that i'm thinking about now as we were talking about ristic studies mm-hmm. spice eight rack oh yeah is also on that level of we're really lucky that he plays magic mm-hmm. because if they wanted to do yeah like a bbc documentary Quite easily, they could get employed they doing... They could 100% do that. 100%. Spice is someone that has a very strong and open political uh, position mm-hmm. and loves to relate the real world of our world mm-hmm. to magic and contextualize parts of our even judicial system, our police yeah. system, mm-hmm. into the context of like... Ravnica and like like there's a great episode I'm thinking one specifically where he explains to Domri Raid uh how police brutality and how police powers are abused and how the police system is kind of crap um really really recommend it's awesome spice is great super long video essay style content um much ristic studies if we're talking more on the as being profound, mm. I would say Spice That Rack is much, much wittier, much, much more like overt jokes throughout. Much kind of more thing. based, I think, is the word. To also the, that, yeah. yeah. Like, definitely, yeah, like you say, there's a very obvious political slant that they're coming at stuff yeah. from, and they share it, and it's interesting to, yeah. to hear about. I would yeah. say Spice also really, really enjoys looking at the, the stuff that no one else expects respects about magic Mm. like they did a really great lengthy episode it was like at least an hour and a half on the un series of cards and how impactful they are to magic as a whole they explained that like you know the mutate mechanic came from the meld mechanic oh that that not meld meld is the other one uh graft. augment augment, augment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah from that unsanctioned box yeah, yeah. something like that regardless it, like they explain very explicitly that like 
the the importance of these stupid jokes impact the next five ten years of magic yeah How really cool, cool. really there, really good episode. there's some really good videos out there i've i've got a few that are bookmarked that i need to get to but yeah highly recommend definitely if you're someone who enjoys political discussions and like if you are someone who enjoys like contrapoints or mm. philosophy tube um, also a huge fan of that yeah, yeah. or even like Lindsay ellis who i know yep. is not on youtube anymore but was for a long time like that kind of style of content i think spice eight rack will be your cup of tea yeah for, for sure, sure. Um, I'd like to share one I've been enjoying a lot recently, which is Mark Rosewater's Drive to Work podcast. I, I've listened to a lot of Mark Rosewater purely for the philosophy color stuff. I've not yes. extended myself out of that episode series. But... I've been the same, actually. Yeah. So that's mostly what I've been listening to. I've been listening to his, um, he's been, done, been doing a series on the shards, um, the three color oh, pairings yeah. that are shards. And he, he's now, I think, just started on the, um... What's the other one? There's shards and wedges. there's wedges. Yeah. yeah. He's also on wedges now. Um, yeah. Really cool. Definitely. If you like our color philosophy series, mm. um, there's a lot. Mark Rosewood, obviously as a designer of the game has, is more embedded in the game itself and less like ours are sort of embedded also in politics and philosophy and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark is aware of that stuff, but it's much more like if you want to understand how the head of game design at Wizards thinks about color yeah highly recommend i've learned so much about the how important color is to our game and also just how interesting it is there's so many cool dynamics that come about because we have color in our game there's a segment on his like really early episodes of the drive to work podcast where he was talking about the single colors where he like goes all right what pop culture characters are blue and cool. he, like, goes through and he explains why these characters are, like, white, for example. He says Superman is a white character. Yeah. But you can look at certain parts of his story where he is, like, white, red, or white. Because, yeah. like, he's in, you know, the conflict of Superman comes between his passion for you know lois lane or the yeah, city yeah. or metropolis whatever mm-hmm. but his values sit within there so like there's a battle between conflict um and values and what emotion you put into things yeah really 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 interesting um kind of take on characters that you love as yeah. well I, I love hearing him talk about like you know the 10th doctor what color is he yeah because we now know he's is it yeah. <laughs> he actually has a car he's got a color identity now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would also recommend that ser- the, this podcast as well, because most of the content he makes is actually not the color stuff. It's his um, insights into the design of sets. So mm. if you're someone who just like loves limited or loves standard, especially, I think you'll appreciate more of that. Like he's done like four episodes on the designing of Wilds of Eldraine, for yeah. instance. So if you just want to understand more about how they make sets and what kind of things they think about and all that i think highly recommend that stuff he's also just a fun guy to listen to he's yeah very entertaining he's very charismatic. he laughs at, him, at himself which i love yeah i think that's great yeah definitely um we've talked about them twice already in this episode but i should recommend the command zone oh podcast. their actual podcast they have yeah. an actual podcast we yeah. forget because so much of what they make these days is amazing gameplay content yeah. but they started with a podcast and they yeah. still make a podcast it is, in my opinion, significantly better for having Rachel Weeks in it. I would agree. I've been listening to more episodes recently because Rachel has bought uh, something that Command Zone, I think, and a lot of other content creators were guilty of doing in the last couple of years was just piggybacking on how much 
product Wizards is putting out. Yeah. Like, set review this, budget pre-con upgrade that, yeah. um, spoiler season previews, da 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 If you just want to do that, that's great. Go for your life. If you want that content, go find it. Mm-hmm. But everyone is doing it. The yeah. reason why Walt and I don't do set reviews is because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. Rachel has come on and done some really interesting episodes like The Toughest Brews to Build. From Wilds of Eldraine, yeah, which it's... is like an interesting take on a set review. Yeah. It it makes me feel like the 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 get commanded slant on, okay, we want to talk about this topic from this set. How do we slant it in this way? Yeah. Is is very aligned with what Rachel wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... she did an episode on all her decks, and then very quickly you were like, yeah. We're going to do We're that. We're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think Rachel Weeks is probably my favorite commander deck builder, full stop. Um, it's pretty good. And I think she builds decks that sit at a really, like, fun power level. Like, she yeah. understands power level in a way that um, a lot of people do not. And I think builds at a power level that I really like, which I can't say I necessarily aligned with when it was Jimmy and Josh running the show. I think they play at probably a slightly higher power level than what I gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate Rachel for being like a sort of um, representative for the little guys, you know? Like, yeah, she's the coconut milk to your spicy curry. <laughs> <laughs> That's especially good when you know that I can't do spicy food at all. Every time I cook a curry for Walt, it's like two cans of coconut milk yep. to dial down. You gotta do it. I'm the whitest <laughs> man to ever exist. <laughs> but um, yeah. I'd strongly recommend Command Zone for like pretty much any commander player, yeah. especially because of their experience in the space they've been mm. doing it for some of the like one of the longest they have running. To be, yeah. next to like the professor like they have been doing it just for the longest time yeah they are just good at it yeah they can just review a set really well they can do budget pre-con upgrades they do everything that all content creators do good yeah they yeah. i think i would agree with their tagline which is your destination for all aspects of elder dragon highlander that's true that's pretty accurate. If yeah. you want to just have one resource to go to, besides us. Yeah, uh, come back to us. Come back to us. we're here to help you have better games of Commander. Yeah. That's our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> we're good at that. We are good at that. We are good at that. You know, I want to shout out, before we move on to another section to mm-hmm. talk about, um, I do want to shout out a podcast I've personally been really enjoying recently. And yeah. it's the Commander Cookout Podcast. Oh. These guys are Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, they are from... Oh... I think, I think British Columbia. Okay. Um, anyway, they're, they're very funny. I find that there's two hosts. I can't remember their names now, which is terrible. <laughs> but um, there's two of them and they have a very similar vibe to us of this like... You can tell they've been friends for a long time. Mm. They just banter. They've been doing it now for, I think, three to five years. They've been making content. And I will actually say, even though I've been shitting on set reviews and all that kind of stuff, I listen to their set reviews. I listened to, like, three or four episodes um, from their Commander Masters season of episodes I really, really enjoyed them. Um, I actually found their opinions relevant to the average player um, and kind of advisatory, not just this card is clearly the best card in the set or Mm. this card has been reprinted and is at its lowest price. Go pick it up. They were talking about like, you know, cards from the set like you know, that synergize with a particular deck archetype that's up and coming. Like, you know, they're talking about like these 
cares about being cast from exile cards and yeah i just really appreciate that they do set reviews that aren't just this card has been reprinted go pick it up mm. this card like besiege the mirror everyone knows that is a broken card from eldraine yeah everyone knows about that card cool what about Sir Ginger? Yeah. Like, tell me about this. And they they look at the legendary creatures and then they will do like a little series on like their Lord of the Rings one. They did a deck tech for Gimli, Counter of Kills. Cool. Um, which is like a like one of the cards that everyone was just like glossing over because mm-hmm. not that powerful, not that good. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that they went, all right, let's try and make it as good as we can get it. That's cool. Yeah. I appreciate them. They, go check them out. We'll, yeah. Yeah. Commander Cookout. Commander Cookout podcast. I like that a lot. I have to say, there are a lot more adult humor as well. Okay. In a similar vein, we talked about tabletop jocks. Uh, (laughs) They do a really funny thing with their patrons. At a certain tier, they give you a nickname. Oh, um, no. And it's... There's a dangerous game. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to sign up for their patron, (laughs) go for it. We won't bully you on our patron. No. (laughs) No, Not yet. Um, (laughs) um, I think we should talk, at least very briefly, about um, CDH. Yes. I mean, CDH is something that we've talked about at length before in an, mm-hmm. our own episode yeah and it's something that we're playing well i'm playing quite a bit of recently yes. i yeah. still will play once every blue moon yeah uh literally if the moon is blue i will be playing cdh it's not true i don't know what i'm talking about okay it's fine <laughs> um cdh content that we recommend yeah um i i think we could sort of do gameplay quickly yeah uh i have two channels that i really enjoy Mm -hmm. um playing with power and play to win play to win is definitely one of my favorite places to go for gameplay content of cdh yeah i think that they're they're two really different i think if you like cdh or are interested in cdh one of these channels will be for you Mm -hmm. and i say that because they're very different yeah they do like present it in very different ways very different ways very different impressions of cdh that you get from watching them so um both are very very short videos which is really great for those of you out there who have not very much time Mm -hmm. i've definitely like crammed a whole video in while eating my breakfast before going to work they're great like that um playing with power comes at it from a slant of like okay raw gameplay that's yeah. all they're going to show you. They, they give you a rundown of the deck in the beginning. They'll show you the opening hand. Um, and then you're straight in gameplay. All you will hear is a voiceover, description of the gameplay, and see the game play out. That's it. Yep. Um, it's to the point. It's very raw, but it's got like a real, um, you know, it's direct. Like, you, yeah. you know what you're in for. 100%. Um, play to win, I agree. It's probably my, my preferred as well. It's so, like, they present it in a more realistic view of what it's like to sit down with real CDH yeah. players. Because now that I've played a lot more CDH and have a community of CDH players, it's very funny to play CDH. And yeah. there's a lot of banter and there is a little bit of like table politics that go yeah. on. And there's also a lot of retrospectives that happen in CDH. Pretty much after every CDH game I've ever played. Um, we'll sit down and we'll talk about like, oh, I'm really curious why you tutored for this thing instead of this thing at that time. Why did you do that? Did you have the other thing in hand? And then... Play to Win captures this really well by having the cutaways to the two of them in the studio. And they literally will ask. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, why did you tutor that right then? And then they'll describe the line and be like, oh, maybe it was wrong. Maybe I should have considered this. Yeah. Back to the gameplay Back to the game. It's really cool. The other thing that they do really well is I love... You can actually follow them on TikTok as well. They do shorts on TikTok of some of their games. Specifically, they're on TikTok, they have a great series where they just resolve ridiculous stacks. Oh. And so it'll be one of the hosts going, 
Flusterstorm resolves counter uh, exhibit is the thing. Um, Mystic and Ristic Remora will resolve, and um, Callum will draw two yes. cards from that. And then Orcish Bowmasters will trigger, which will resolve one ping towards this creature, which will die, which will cause a triggered ability, putting a new thing on the stack. <laughs> and finally, Counterspell resolves. Yeah. <laughs> like, Playing with power, do some of those as yeah, well. It's, it's very fun. funny. Yeah, I love seeing the stack, like when they actually lay it out and on the screen. Like phase out yeah. as it goes through. Very, very cool. Look, I'm going to shout out the, um, and we'll link this in the show notes of this episode, I think, the Australian CDH um, Discord server. Oh, yeah. Um, these guys aren't content creators. There are a couple of content creators in there, though. I will shout out um, Malta Nun, um, which, spoiler alert, there may be some content with Ooh. Get Commanded coming on to Multanon very Stay soon. Posted. Um, but also Scoop in Response uh, mm-hmm. is a uh, old time Australian content creator that has recently switched kind of exclusively to CDH. Yep. Um, these guys are on that server, but also Australian CDH server as a whole is just an incredible CDH community with some really, really good stuff. Like um, I recently competed in the Dockside Debacle 2. Um, and if you didn't see our tweets and our Instagram posts about that, I made it to the finals, which was insane. It's very cool. I was away at the snow. And I was on my phone watching on Twitch just to be like, oh, is James going to win? And he almost oh, did. So well. close. The commentators were like, all right, we're going to shut up now because we think James is about to yeah. win. Um, yeah. It, it, they have incredible competitions and incredible stuff that happen and also just play really frequently on Spell Table. Um, lots of resources. They have a YouTube channel and a Twitch channel. I'm not sure how much stuff they're going to do as a community server on mm. there, but. Get in the server. It's a great place to talk to. And yeah, the winner of the Australian CDH Dockside debacle um, was an American. So if you're an American listening to this... You can still hop in the server. It's welcome to all peoples. Definitely. Um, And speaking of CDH, I think we'd be remiss to not mention, for those of you who are less familiar with CDH, checking out episode 13 of our podcast. It's an old one. Yeah, What CDH Isn't. So it was like a myth-busting episode... Um, but also basically trying to give you an impression of what CDH is actually like, because we found that a lot of the people we were talking to about CDH and a lot of people we were seeing online had this warped idea of what CDH is, and it's just not accurate. So, um, yeah, we wanted you to help you to try out a new way of playing Commander, because it is still Commander. It's, it is 100% Commander. It is just a, as we put it in that episode, a metagame and a mind state. Yes. We can let you explore that in that episode yes definitely i think it's something we should revisit though CDH. i think so yeah i think because like i i was reflecting on that episode looking at um the notes here and going wow my cdh skill has improved so much since then mm-hmm. my deck has been upgraded a ton mm-hmm. um and i really get the meta game of cdh now i've been playing a lot so. yeah yeah, maybe we'll revisit that soon. Yeah, maybe. If the fun. space commanders deem it necessary. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Send an email off. Um, I would like to just, like, very briefly at the end of this episode, um, just talk about some of our favorite content creators who talk about other formats. There are other formats of I magic? I know! What? I cannot believe it. I've been floored. I'm actually going to pauper after we finish <laughs> recording this, so I'm As aware. is basically tradition at yeah. this point on Sunday. Sadly, I will not be making it. But, yeah, speaking of, for- of pauper... Um, I have one channel that I love for Pauper, specifically for gameplay, um, Snapbolt Games. Yep. Um, awesome I, channel. Yeah. He uh, does stream live on Twitch, um, but uploads all of those as VODs to YouTube as well. The VODs are great too. He cuts out all the, the bullshit and yep. skips the waiting and it's, it's actually like 
a nicely edited Twitch stream to watch. Yeah. yeah. I The thing I love about Snapbolt is that he talks through his decision-making really well. I found as someone who had not played very much 60-card magic, and especially not very much 60-card competitive magic, mm-hmm. um, I learned so much about how you should be thinking about the game from Snapbolt. And yes, it helped me mostly for playing Pauper and understanding the format, but um, I've, we've said this before on the podcast, being a good 60-card Magic player makes you a good Magic player full stop. In general. It will help you so sure. much with Commander as well. So I'd highly recommend checking out um, Snapbolt Games if you're interested in Pauper or want to learn more about Pauper. Um, yeah, I mean, Walt and I watch pretty much all the new ones pretty much religiously. If he's doing yeah. a new, like, uh, you know, pauper competition, yeah. we'll watch the Snapbolt. He recently did one with an affinity list um, that I have tweaked a little bit, and I'm going to be on affinity in the next couple of weeks. Cool. Four-color affinity, though. Ooh. Screw two-color, man. Spicy. Too, 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 sim- too simple. <laughs> um, I would also recommend, while we're on the topic of pauper, mm-hmm. um, going to PDH, Pauper Elder Dragon Highlander. Yeah. Um, the PDH pod and Papa Pauper from The Common Connoisseurs, he has, like... That's a mouthful. <laughs> well, Papa Pauper is, like, his online persona, and okay. he is a part of a YouTube channel called The Common Connoisseurs. It sounds like the name of an indie band, though, don't you think? Like, Papa like, Pauper and the Comic of the yeah. It does. <laughs> they're like playing in Fitzroy next yeah. weekend. <laughs> they, they, they start the set and they're like, thanks so much for coming along, guys. Uh, oh, man, I'm so tired. I've been drinking mulled wine and um, sitting in the sun with dandelions. And um, you know how it is. Anyway, anyway this, this is, is our song, song called Pennies on a Dime. Oh, look at the pennies. <laughs> It does give off that vibe it in does, the video yeah. as well. Um, but no, these guys are like the experts in the space. And by this, I mean like they are genuinely... PDH is a relatively small but ever-growing format. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to our PDH episode, um, go back 10, 11, 12 yeah, episodes ago. Something like that. I can't remember what episode it was. Um, it was really, really great for me to go in and have a look. I joined the PDH Global Community Discord server, mm-hmm. had a chat with some of the rules committee members like Scarecrow and all of those guys. And the PDH pod and Common Connoisseurs are like the experts. They are making the most content in the space. They yeah. are the big creators. Um, they have Twitch streams. They do gameplay. Something I really like about uh, Common Connoisseurs is they do Twitch streams where they build a deck on stream for a commander recommended by their community. Wow. Because they have like over four and a half thousand commanders to choose from. Yeah. Even more now because a new set's been released. But like they just are great entertainers and just the experts in the field so if you have listened to our pdh episode and want to follow up go check them out yeah definitely do um we'd be remiss to not mention uh honorary space commander um sam black uh may god make him grand and beautiful in sam we trust in sam we trust (laughs) um i absolutely love and i've talked about it before on this podcast his uh podcast drafting archetypes where he will take a dive into a particular archetype of the currently um in rotation um limited format on arena uh he just like understands limited like nobody else i've ever really heard I haven't really listened to much else. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. But he just, he's got really interesting takes on the yeah. game. Um, I like the way that he approaches problems and talks with people. So yeah, Sam Black for Limited. I've recently gone back and had a look at some of Sam's old like pro tour games. Mm. Um, I watched him specifically after watching Rhystic Studies video on Tarmogoyf. That's a good one. Um, looked at the games that he played when he was on Tarmogoyf. Yeah. And oh my God, those mirror matches... 
they are the most entertaining thing to watch. It is like a Mexican standoff, but instead of pistols, people are holding bazookas at each other. And it's just like, make a move. I dare you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, there is an abundance of great content out there. So we'll always be eternally grateful to all of you who choose to give your time to us every week. However... Getting your information from a variety of places will make you a better Commander player. And outside of that, there's just lots of good times to be had in the Commander community online. We love our game and our format, and we hope you share our passion for the people who make this place so great. So, Space Commanders, Command Command Received! Ah, nice one. Now we've just recommended a bunch of people to go and check all this other content out. We may see our viewers drop. (laughs) Stick around. (laughs) Stick around. Um, To you listeners, do you feel commanded? What do you think of our recommendations? And I want to know if anyone we recommended was brand new to you. Because I know a lot of you are as online as me and James are. You're aware of a bunch of those people. But was anyone like you heard and you were like, I've actually not heard that person before. Who the heck is Sam Black? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not a real fan if you don't know who Sam yeah, you've clearly only just joined us welcome to the podcast yes thanks for coming along <laughs> look you can reach out to us and reply to these questions at the end of every single episode in many different ways uh, reach out to us on Twitter Instagram or threads or send us an email but the best place to talk with us and other members of our play group is the community uh, discord server by the Greensboro Commander community yep. it's where we post up updates from our episodes mm-hmm. and we are very very active in that server um, we're like basically moderators now on that server. So yep. if you want to get in touch with us, that's the best place to go. Absolutely. And we'd really appreciate if you have the time, if you could leave us a quick review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast on. Um, specifically, we know a lot of you listen on Spotify and Apple podcasts. It'll take you like 20 seconds. Just navigate to our page, leave us a little review. It makes a huge difference in reaching more amazing uh, players like you. It does. And we've got five stars on Spotify right now. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank Apple you, podcasts everybody. Apple as well, actually. Yeah. I checked the other day. Five so. Stars across the board. Appreciate it. And of course, don't forget to check out our Patreon page. Uh, it's linked in the show notes. This is the best way to support the content that Walt and I make. Um, as will every other content creator tell you that we've just mentioned, yes. it is the best way to support us. It's true. Like we said at the top of this episode, we are actually looking at using this Patreon money to make mm. some serious upgrades to the content we make. Near future. Keep keep your eyes peeled, for sure. So we would obviously like to shout out our wonderful patrons. So Stella Tam, Fuzzy, and Bottomless Potamus, thank you so much. And a very special shout out to Fletcher Cutting for supporting us in the Space Commander tier. You are the best. It's true. And speaking of the best, the best place to get your gaming accessories is Palms Off Gaming, who sponsor us as well. Obviously. They make some really amazing deck boxes, sleeves, binders, basically everything you could possibly need to keep all your cards safe. Uh, And you can check them out at palmsoffgaming.com.au. All right. Well, well, it's been an hour and 20 minutes, which means it's time to planeswalk away from the world of Magic the Gathering and into something that you've been doing. It's your turn this week. What's Mm -hmm. what's the go? What's been happening? I would like to planeswalk into a film I saw recently about atomic energy. Oppenheimer. I finally you mentioned got to this it. ages ago on the podcast that yeah. you had it booked like weeks in advance we to get a ticket over a month in advance. That's so, wild. So basically, um, the IMAX theater in Melbourne is um, it's sort of adjoining to Melbourne Museum. It's the um, largest screen in the Southern Hemisphere, I think. Oh, maybe. Something like that. It's, it's very, ridiculous. very big. It's, it's like four stories tall or it's something ridiculous. silly large. Um, for Oppenheimer specifically, for some people who are film aficionados may already know that um, uh, Christopher Nolan often films his films on IMAX cameras so they are 
basically made four iMacs to be mm. displayed on. Um, those who are very, very astute may be aware that for Oppenheimer, um, he actually, Christopher Nolan decided to film the whole thing on, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's like 1380 film. It's a particular type and grade of film. I don't really understand it that much, except that I found out from a co-worker of mine who used to work in film that the only projector for this type of film in the Southern Hemisphere is at IMAX Melbourne. Wow, so the film that he shot it on, the only one that you would be able to see it on that film... Yes. ...is in Melbourne at IMAX. In the whole Southern Hemisphere, it's the only place. People have been flying in from Japan to oh see it Lord. on this screen. Um, so, again, like, you can see the film in other places. You're still seeing the film, don't worry. But, yes, if you want to see it in this particular type of film that he wanted to use, the only place you can do it is at IMAX. Wow. I went and saw it. I booked it in, like, a month in advance What'd to see one of the sessions. It was amazing. Really? Um... The actual film itself has, like, so much texture to it. Like, it has, you know, scores and marks and, like, cuts in the film that you can see. It gives it this really kind of warm and rugged kind of appearance. And like a sepia kind of... Yeah, just a little bit. It just has this particular quality. I don't understand enough about it to give you more of a description than that. But it had a really pleasant texture to it on the screen and the film itself was like spectacular like Christopher Nolan knows how to make oh. blockbuster films. He's call, he is one of the directors you know the name of for a reason. Yeah, like yeah, he's he he really just like understands what makes a film that you just go walk out of and go like wow. Now I haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. um, but I have heard that the the explosion scene yeah. did it get you? It was pretty extraordinary. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's like takes your breath away a little bit. Wow. Um, I, I think I have to see it. I yeah. feel like I'm gonna miss out. It's something you have to see in the cinemas. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're gonna watch it, you should go and see it in the cinemas. I I I'll be completely honest. It it for me was not a perfect film. Um, I find with a lot of Christopher Nolan stuff, as someone who is very socially conscious and who is interested in. Um, I, in the content that I try and make, try and change people's minds, mm-hmm. um, especially when I make theatre content. And for me, I did felt it could have gone a little bit further in a few ways. I won't go into details in case it'll spoil to like, for you. To push the buck of, you know, yeah. the, the, the social beliefs at the time were not correct with no, retrospective. It's, it's more so like it... It casts a lens on a particular sort of way that America has conducted itself. Mm. And for me, um, in the particular spot I am in my life, I would want to dive into that a bit more and to have left the cinema with a bit clearer of an idea of what the filmmaker wanted me to think about it. I know I'm not Mm. um, speaking for everyone when I say that I'm looking for that in a film. Some people don't want that. I have heard a lot of people review this film as unapologetic, which is something that I was like, wow, when you're talking about a, a... situation like what is displayed in Oppenheimer, which Mm -hmm. we're not going to go into on this podcast. Yeah. But the, when you're talking about that, Mm. I think as a filmmaker, you almost have a bit of an obligation to make a comment on it. It's a huge responsibility. And for me, I wish that they had gone a little bit further. I'll say that like all that aside though, the performances, the Cillian the, the Murphy's shooting. Oppenheimer. Cillian right? Murphy was incredible. I think would, he's a brilliant actor. He was fantastic. Robert Downey Jr. as um, Stross. He yeah. was like, uh, I think he's nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I wouldn't be shocked if he wins it. He gave an extraordinary performance. Um, Emily Blunt gave an amazing oh, yeah, performance. She's in as well, yeah. um, there was a couple of others. Oh, um, she was probably underutilized, but oh, I'm blanking on her name. Who played Einstein? Oh, Florence Pugh. Um, 
Florence Pugh was the one was in it, but underutilized. I'm not sure who played Einstein, but he also gave a great performance. Yep. It, yeah, like it's worth seeing. It's a very, very right. good film. It's just like for me, it's not a film I can find myself imagining re-watching. And for me, that's what makes a great film. So for yeah. me, it was a very good film, not a great film, but worth seeing in the cinema. It's like, it's spectacular. I, th- I have to get on it. I know it's yeah. going to leave soon. And I feel like, yeah, you're right. If I, if I do back, see though. it. It's so, it's the, that kind of film. Like if It's if, also the, the whole thing of like the IMAX exclusive. They'll keep viewing. playing it yeah. for months, yeah. I reckon. You've got lots more time to see it. And probably you'll be able to get better seats than I did. <laughs> even booking a month in advance. I think Christopher like I Nolan like tweeted like, these are the best two seats in the house to sit in. Oh if you were watching IMAX yeah. and like you'll never get those seats no not in a million because <laughs> there are a bunch of film nerds like, oh, going yeah. oh my god I gotta get those seats but I'm not experiencing the way Nolan intended I know it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit of a film bros film I yeah. think it's still very good but like it's that kind of thing where you can imagine someone at a party being like yeah I saw Oppenheimer and I sat in the particular seat and I really appreciated the sepia tones and like all this you stuff you don't it's quite like... understand it unless you're smoking a cigar yes. while watching it <laughs> oh silly but it was a great, great film highly recommend oh nice all right i'll I'll book tickets yeah book tickets sounds good well that's all we have time for so we'll see you next friday for another transmission from the space commanders goodbye commander players